People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Besner, your relationship coach and the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And every week, I invite you into this cozy space to settle down, warm up, and think about what's important to you. Life, love, lust. And in this hour, we're going to have an intimate conversation with some experts from around the world. And tonight's topic, well, it's about date night. Now, a lot of you might think that when I say date night, it's for singles, but no, the fact is, I believe that you should date your mate forever because that's what's going to keep it alive and vibrant and passionate. And that allows you also to make sure you connect with each other every single week because sometimes we get lost in that and we forget to prioritize our mate and date. And the fact is, even if you're single and listening to this, you should date yourself. When I was single, I always made sure that I had at least one date night a week, just for me, for me to connect with myself. We all get busy with our children and and our jobs, but connecting with ourselves, connecting with our mate, connecting with the people important to us, that's the date you want to make. Also, later on in the show, I'm going to whisper some sweet nothings into your ears. And so stay tuned right to the bitter end because this is it. I always settle you down at the end of the night with a sweet whisper of inspiration and thought, something to provoke you to think about things for yourself for the coming week and maybe just give you a little bit of an extra boost. Coming up right after this, you are going to be meeting and talking once again with Philip Morphew. He's coming with us all the way from Australia, where each week we sit down and we share wise whispers from down under. And I'm not talking about the sheets. I'm talking about from Australia, because the fact is we're not so different from here to there. So get ready for this safe zone, just as if you were in one of my retreats for a weekend or one of my mini retreats that you come to for a day. It's a safe zone and everything that happens here stays between us, unless you want to share it with somebody. And I encourage you to share some of this because this is how we learn, we communicate, we talk, we share. And we're going to do that right here about your date night on Pillow Talk with Cheryl coming right up. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promescent. So Jeff, how important is it to have open communication with your partner about premature ejaculation and not just find excuses to cover up issues? I'll start by saying that I believe open, honest communication is a fundamental building block in any relationship, not just man, woman, or even sexually speaking, father, son, mother, daughter, friendship, is this anything. But the reason it's even more important with something like premature ejaculation is because if you're not lasting long enough to satisfy your partner, and it's unspoken, it will, it will literally create some resentment, resentment on the female partner's part because she's not receiving the satisfaction and it will create a sense of shame or anxiety 
on the male partner, which will only exacerbate the condition. And certainly talking about it and then finding the solution, like a product like Promiscent that can make love last longer, uh, if you didn't talk about it, you might not even know there was something out there that could help you. Well, that was another great quickie. Thanks so much for being here. How can people find Promiscent? I always tell people that the best way to find Promescent is to go to www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Because if you want to buy it at a retail store, you plug in your zip code. We have a whole network of independent pharmacies and like Target and stuff like that. It'll tell you the closest one to you. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a parameter for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. Welcome back to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And this is all about our intimate conversations with each other about life, love, and lust. The show it's about relating, dating, and mating, and all the things that we think about. Let's face it, when you go out in public, what do you hear people talking about? They're talking about their love life. And tonight, we're going to talk about your love life and how to make it exciting with date night. But before I get there, I always answer a question from somebody that some somebody sends in to me from Facebook or through my website, CherylBesner.com. You can always reach me there. And I also have an 844-744-SOLO. That's my love line, and you can call me anytime. And this is a question that came in. And this person said, what's a good second date? I followed your advice about 45 minutes on the first one. Glad to hear you follow my advice. And now I'd like to have a little guidance and as to the next step. What would get me to the third date as really like this person? And it's signed D. So I believe, as you said, 45 minutes, that was great that you did that for the first date because it really should just be a little glimpse into who you are and keep them wanting more and make it exciting and short and sweet. The second date, I think that it should always be something that's fun and adventurous and also things that maybe even cause a little bit of activity and touch, allowing you to touch each other. So, for instance, bowling is a great thing to do. Going for a stroll in the park is a great thing to do. Here in Montreal, we have what's called Cinema Montreal, which is these projectile movies that are on the old port buildings and you walk from screen to screen seeing it. So you can Google in your city any fun activities that are outdoors that you can do. Uh, billiards is a great one. Anything that causes you to have interaction and activity where you don't just have to sit there and stare at each other. And the fact is a lot of people don't want to spend a lot of money and time and energy even on the second date because they don't know if it's going to connect. This allows you to get it outside of just facing each other and trying to make conversation. The conversation happens because of the activity you're doing. So try that. 
and I'm really happy you're like following the little tips that I give you all the time. By the way, in this show, what makes us a little different here is every week I give you tips as to how to get to the place you want to be. And in this particular show, it's about date night. So later on, I'm going to share with you some tips as to how you can start changing your date night today. So stick around for the labor of love section. Now I want to bring in my buddy. He is coming in from down under. And uh, Philip is a great guy. And every week we share wise whispers with you. Wise whispers from down under. Philip, how you doing? Hey, Cheryl. Hi, listeners. Hi, viewers. It's great to uh, be back again. And I'm having a great day. I uh, Long trip back from the US um, yesterday, so I'm a little uh, little weary, but uh, full of spirit and looking to have an amazing day. So I wanted to just mention, since you brought it up, that you were traveling and you just had your book launch for Soulful Reflections, a fantastic book. And for those of you who've been following and listening to us, you know that he's on this great, great adventure of his life, something he always wanted to do. And because you mentioned travel, this is something I wanted to bring up tonight because it has a little bit to do about date night. I was just traveling and I was seated in a restaurant in Rome, which is very, very romantic. And a couple came in and sat down beside me. And it was quite obvious for me, at least, um, somebody who watches body language and interaction between people, that they were on a date. And it was obvious that at around three quarters of the way through dinner, they, they got up together and went for a cigarette, I believe. Then they came back. And then 10 minutes later, he left again. And 15 minutes later, he never returned. She looked flustered and got handed the bill. So this brings me back to what the gentleman and I were talking about before is, you know, I don't know what the conversation was. I it did look fairly friendly at the beginning and then it seemed to get more strenuous and she was even having you know I could see at the beginning she was trying to engage and he wasn't really engaging and it just kept building and building and building and then it was gone and the way she was drinking her drink at the end she wasn't sure if he was coming back and she made like kind of like this face you know like what's going on this is why I suggested always to my clients and and the person who wrote in earlier the 45-minute first date. So you oh, yeah. don't have this happen to you <laughs> when you're out in the dating world. Can you imagine this poor woman? Mm. Who knows whether, you know, she can afford this kind of dinner. He ordered the wine, by the way, mm. um, and it was quite an expensive bottle of wine. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, Cheryl, it's, it's, you, you, you're spot on there. I think the 45-minute date's a great thing, especially first or, or second date. I always... I always think that people go a little bit hard when they go for a long dinner or an expensive dinner. I speak to a lot of young people, a lot of young lovers, and they've got this plan, this got this romantic plan for date one and date two, and, and it's just like, where do they go from if they've aimed so high without engaging? Well, what what do young people in Australia do typically on dates? I, I well, wonder if it's any different well, than here. No, I don't think so. I think, they look, there's the ones who are really desperately desiring that connection, and I think they go high. They want to be loved. So they've got the expensive uh, restaurant, the expensive wine, all of that, the flowers, the chocolates in the beginning. So, but the average average person or the smart person, I think, goes for something simple. Hey, let's meet for a quick coffee. 
you know, it, if it starts early in the morning, I'll give you the example of my beautiful wife, Maria. She kept me at bay. She knew I was hungry. She knew. <laughs> Smart woman. I love Maria. Come here, come here. So Maria, Maria wouldn't, she said, I don't do dinner and I don't do lunch. Oh, mm-hmm. um, would you like a coffee in the morning or breakfast? So we started off going on dates for breakfast. And that's a good thing because there's an easy out because if it wasn't connecting, oh, I've got this to go to or she's got this to go to. And as we got more comfortable, it progressed to lunch. And as we got more comfortable, months down the track, I'm telling you, months, I was chomping at the bit by then, um, we eventually got out to go to dinner. And you know what? It was this sort of keeping me keen and and just this very slow reveal. Mm -hmm. And from her part, she was also working whether I was fair dinkum, whether I I I was really in it for the right reasons. Now, I tell young people, um, here is whatever you do, you know what? Don't open yourself up fully on that first date, like spew everything out. Um, and I say to the young women, don't keep open the mystery. Your keep the mystery. <laughs> You've got to keep it a mystery because if he gets what he wants early, well, how are you going to build a relationship on that? I said, well, you want to chomping at the bit, seriously. And I have to tell you, because one of the things, and I, when I started my blog, 365 Days to My Love, I went on national television telling everybody the 45-minute date and no sleeping um, with anybody on the first, second, or third date. It, was, it, was, it, it, it got widespread. And it was interesting because when I met my, my present uh, boyfriend, we met for a drink. And I still always stayed and maintained that 45-minute date rule. That's my rule. Just like the yeah. six date rule, no sex, at least mm. till the six date. Yeah. And I met him and he still holds it to me this day that I ended up staying for dinner. And mm. here's, here's the difference. And this is just a little, little thing I want to share with people. I went and I met him just for a drink and I had every intention of leaving after 45 minutes. But here's the one time you make the change. Listen carefully. If the gentleman is going away the next day, you want to give him a little bit more to remember you by because you don't know who he might meet while he's away or on that plane or in the airport. So I made the decision to give him a little bit more. A little taste. So he had a little bit more to chew on while he was away. So there you have it. But you didn't give him the whole smorgasbord, Cheryl. No, never. Good. <laughs> As I said, Maria gave me the right thing. She kept me tromping at the bit. You know, first there was a hug, a little kiss on the cheek, and eventually, eventually, you know, the first time I got to kiss her fully was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm yeah. in this. This is the one I want to marry. And you married her. So now we're going to keep people till next week where we share a little bit more of these wise whispers from down under with Philip Morphew. Thank you so much, Philip, for sharing your wisdom with us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Me too. Coming up, we're going to be talking with a wonderful woman who blogs all about date night and you're going to meet Kristen Manieri and she's going to share all her words of wisdom with you and I'm also going to get ready to give you those little bits of labor of love techniques that you can use at home with your mate this week as we keep talking about your love life right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Stay with us. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? 
Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are here, Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and today we're talking about your dating life, and that goes for married, single, or solo, because the fact is, dating is fun. You can date yourself, you can date a new partner, or you can date your mate forever, and that's what we really want to instill in people. Think about dating your mate forever. And today, joining me to discuss that, all the way from Orlando, Florida, is Kristen Maneri. Hi, Kristen. Hi, thank you. It's so great to be here. It's lovely to have you. And it's it's so much fun to be talking about this because dating, I mean, think of your first date, right? The first date you ever had, the first date you ever had with a new partner. They're fun. They're exhilarating. I mean, there's something in there about the unexpected and the adventure of it. And yeah. yet, it's, it's sad, I think, that sometimes when we're in long-term relationships, we forget about that and yeah. how, how to make date night exciting. Now, you're married, right? Two yeah. kids? Yeah, married 14 years. We just had our anniversary. And yeah, two kids. They're eight and 10. Isn't that amazing? So do you and your husband celebrate date night once a week? Every week. So it's in your calendar and you prioritize it. It is. And we even have um, like lunch dates that we'll mix in too. So if we can't, he's traveling and we can't fit Saturday night in for some reason, we're flexible, but we prefer Saturday night, especially after a long day of errands and just, you know, house stuff. It's like, we just want, we want that doorbell to ring with our babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) We're leaving and our kids are happy to see us go too. Now, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are listening right now uh, who might have young children Mm -hmm. and may not even have the funds to be able to have a babysitter. So for a couple like that, there are different suggestions that we have. And I thought, well, I know what my suggestions always are, but I was wondering if maybe you would share a couple of ideas that people with 
a low budget, how they can really make something great for themselves. Yeah, I think one of the things that we did when our kids were younger, we live in a cul-de-sac and across the street, there happens to be a family of three and their their kids are around the same age as our kids. And we would swap weeks. So we would do it once a month and they would take our kids. And then the next week or next weekend, we would take their kids. So that's a really great way to do it. I think when it comes to birthdays and whenever someone's going to gift you something, I would start spreading the news that you would like dinner gift certificates that include babysitting. That's <laughs> that great. They're no good to you if you have, you know, if you, if you don't have a babysitter. But I think learning to rock the, the stay-at-home date night is also really important as well and really training your kids from a really young age that when mommy and daddy spend time together, it, it's great for everybody. Like there's a benefit to everybody. It doesn't mean, it's not just that they don't get mommy and daddy, that mommy and daddy come back in a, in a different state and, and that there's some real bonus perks to that. Because when people do forget about prioritizing each other, that's also when you start to pull away from each other sometimes. You know, you, you don't have that connection, that intimate connection that, that two adults need. And, and, and to find that time to talk about the, the deep things, not just what's going on with the kids and what's going on with the family and what's going on with the work, but really yeah. what's going on inside you, you know, or yeah. just to sit there. Um, I, I know that I've worked with a few couples and even they've done an exercise where they just put their hands on each other's hearts mm-hmm. and, and just feel each other's heartbeat. And yeah. just that alone, you know, for 20 minutes sitting with, you know, near a candle is so uplifting to them and so connecting for them. So, so there are a lot of things. And there, there's also, you know, you, our children, especially when they're young, they can't tell time. So if you decide one night a week to put them to bed an hour and a half earlier, <laughs> guess what? It's not going to work forever. No, it's, it won't yeah, work forever. I like, it. No. I like the way you think. <laughs> yeah, but I, I used to like trick my kids a little yeah. bit. I, I mean, I have much older children yeah. and um, it, it's a different type of prioritizing, but it's, it worked. Yeah. It really, really worked. And for single people, yeah. I, I love the idea of what you were talking about because I know, for instance, in cities like New York, some of the people that I've worked with there, what they'll do is within their building, they'll find a group of single men or single women that can take their children so that they can have date night, either date night for themselves, meaning just going out and enjoying shopping without a child attached to them or going out on a date. And these women um, in this one building, they'll take each other's kids for a weekend. You know, wow. they do it every, every third, every third month, they do a rotation where each person gets one weekend off. That's so amazing. It's, it's kind of like, you know, in Israel, they have kibbutzes. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you have to kind of be creative and make your own if, yeah. if you're single and, and find that support system and that day night. So you also run a group, an organization that you started, which I love because one of the things that I always said to people is if you want to know if somebody has a big heart, ask them to do community service with you. Mm-hmm. So, Do you want to share a little bit about uh, the Do Good Date Night? Sure. So I started in, in 2015. I'd already been blogging about date night in Orlando uh, ooh, for a while at that point, seven or eight years. And so I had this kind of lens that I looked through the world is like, what would, what would I want to write about? What would make a good date night? And I was watching my kids volunteer at their school and it was like a light bulb went off. And I thought, huh, I want to figure out 
how to take that, this fun assembly line, camaraderie, competition, and I want to turn that into something that grown-ups can do together. So I started working with nonprofits in our local area to create evenings where we could come in and volunteer for an hour, anywhere from 60 to 80 people, and then have an hour of something date nights. We could have wine tastings or Uno tournaments or trivia. We've, you name it, we've done the whole thing. And then it grew out of Orlando. So now it's in California and Indiana and Ohio and Louisiana and uh, North Carolina later this month will have their first event. So it's an idea that really had some traction because A, it's not something that people normally put together and B, it's just super easy and gosh, people love it. People have so much fun at our events. And and if it's somebody that you don't know, it's a great way to see how they interact with people and how yeah. they, they feel about serving the community. I know that for myself, that was a big part of uh, what would attract me to somebody is the compassion to give back to the community and to participate and, and make others feel warm and welcome. And for me, if somebody didn't have that, they weren't really going to be part of my life. And and this is a great way to do something great for the community and to get a real insight. Yeah. Somebody's compassionate side. And I think too, especially in the early stages of dating, uh, like the first couple of dates, I'm not sure that having dinner together is the best way. It's a Mm. lot of pressure to have some simpatico. And if it, if there's moments of, Ooh, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, I always recommend when people are asking me, well, where should people go on a first date? I say do some sort of activity. Go to a trivia night. Go to some sort of art night where you're doing things with your hands. Um, mm-hmm. And then go volunteering. So do good date night. is absolutely a really, really good first date. You know, something you just said uh, triggered something. And it's interesting because... A lot of people talk to me about that dinner, and and I don't know if you heard when I was talking to Philip, and and my question of the week was about uh, second dates, and this person knew that one of my one of my advices is to always go on a forty five minute first date. Mm, it's I love interesting that. when they do the second date or a dinner date, that a lull in a conversation, and I just had somebody talking to me about it this week saying, I went on a second date, it was great, but there were these lulls in the conversation and made me nervous. Interesting how it how somebody interprets that on a second date, let's say, but within a couple, one of the things you get to learn is sometimes the silence yeah. is okay. We don't have that pressure that if we go out for dinner with somebody that we love, it's okay to have that lull and a yeah. little bit of calm down. And it lets you, you know, think about what you want to say next or digest what the other person is saying. It doesn't have to go back and forth. And back yeah, and forth like a and ping pong. Yeah, Like a ping pong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting when you said that because I, I do think that especially in dating, we feel that. But when it's a relationship, well, it's good to have that lull. Yeah. There's a Dixie Chick song all about easy silence. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. And I just love that phrase that there really is a way to be with people that you've been with for a long time, that when you can just sit and not talk, it's just so peaceful, such a lovely space. But, but until that point, I think there's lots of things you can do to have a lot more jazz on your date nights. And I love what you were saying about activity because activities are great. And, and activities are great whether you're together 
on your second date or long-term dates, like making things that are fun to do, which is something that I'm going to tell you listeners on the next segment, I'm going to give you a little technique you can use to make your date nights a lot of fun. I was just wondering when you and your husband go on your dates, who makes the decision and the plans and the reservations? Well, he makes the plans once every two years. <laughs> and I know that because we have a we have an agreement that we take turns planning our anniversaries. Yeah. So every other year he plans our anniversary and the rest of the time I plan date night. But that's really because of what I do. So I'm writing about date night in Orlando and now across the country. So I'm like, it's like I'm in research mode all the time. So I cut him some slack. It's not, it's not for lack of effort on his part. I'm sure he would love to try every once in a while. Oh, uh, so maybe you should let him try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny, you know, we fall into these roles in our relationships and then we forget that the other person, you know, they might even enjoy it and it might yeah. empower them. Uh, and it's interesting because I, I see so many women who talk about the fact that their their spouses or their boyfriends, they don't get there and they don't necessarily do that we're going to talk more about date night and give you some tips coming up and and it's about making choices and how you can move forward and make those choices when i give you some labor of love techniques coming up and stay with us with Kristen manieri from orlando right here on pillow talk with cheryl are you ready for your erotic journey Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, The Radio Show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet-and-greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, and next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977, or visit lifestylecruising.com. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I am your relationship coach today, talking with Kristen Manieri from Orlando. And it's a great conversation because it's all about your love life. Your dating love life, whether you are married, single, or starting a new relationship, dating is meant to be fun. So we're talking about how we can make it fun. And uh, Kristen, you have a lot of expertise from your blog and from all the different dating 
advice you give to people on so many different levels. What do you think is the best advice you can give to somebody about creating the spontaneity Mm. of dating? Well, it's probably going to sound counterintuitive, but I really think spontaneity takes planning. I think you need to create a container that makes great thing, great spontaneous things can happen inside that container, but you need a plan. And so people tell me, well, how do ask me, how do I have a regular date night? And I say, well, first thing you have to schedule it. If you don't actually have it in the calendar, then it would never happen. It's the same thing with your oil changes and your teeth cleanings and your well woman visits and all that. You have to have a schedule. And then you have to budget for it. And that could be, we're going to spend $100 every week or we're going to spend $5 every week. But if there isn't money set aside for it, then that's another thing that's going to get in the way. And then you have to plan for it. And perhaps that's where some of that spontaneity can come in. Like, let's meet on the corner of this and this on Friday at 6 o'clock. And then we'll just see where life takes us. But the, 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 you have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of structure in order for spontaneity to happen. Otherwise, you're just going to end up on the couch watching Netflix again. Yeah, so that's part of establishing your date night. And a lot of people do it either on a Thursday night or a Saturday night. And for those, yeah. for those of you who are on budgets, you might want to consider doing it on a Tuesday night in a lot of countries. Tuesday night, movie night is cheaper. A lot of things are cheaper when you go at the beginning of the week, Thursday nights and Saturday nights. Things tend to be higher in, in cost. And even babysitters sometimes will give you a better deal a little bit at the beginning of the week than on a Saturday night where they charge time and a half in some cities. So that's something to think about when you're budgeting, you know, where how to stretch that budget the most. But I also, I, I don't know if you've heard about this company. There is a company called Date Night in a Box. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, eh? Yes. So, so for those of you who don't know what that is, it's, it's an, um, a website that you can sign into. And every month you receive Date Night in a Box. And it's something for the two of you to do at home. It's, it's a home date. And you open it up and it gives you everything you need for that date. And uh, you just have fun. So just plan the times, right? That's what you're saying, Kristen. Plan the time and then make it spontaneous. I've even seen ones um, that kind of turn up the heat on those date night boxes Mm. where they're like fantasy boxes and it comes with like a whole story and all that. So really you can can color uh, and draw mosaics <laughs> if you want, or you can, you know, get out the, you know, ties and all of that. So everything in between, but really it's, again, that's a plan. You know, you sign up for the yeah. thing that comes in the mail and it's really creating a structure in your life that says, okay, we are hands up for date night and now let's figure out a way to make it regular. I also like morning date nights. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see, I think to go for a, a couple mile walk together, that counts as date night. 100%. doesn't have to involve food or alcohol. I think walking night, we, we often will go for dinner and then we'll go put on our running shoes and then go for a great big long walk. There's something really beautiful that happens when you just are side by side with someone, a really easy silence, but also really great conversation happens when you're not staring someone straight in the face. So I'm a big fan of getting outside of the nighttime date nights altogether. And it's a lot easier to find a babysitter on a Saturday morning than it is to find one on a Saturday night. I'll tell you that. 
hundred percent. And one of the things that uh, I can also just throw in there when we talk about going out for dinners and things like that, try thinking about this. Try sitting beside your partner. Mm. You, know, you have an instant connection, whether it's on a date or whether it's with your long-term partner. There's an energy that happens when you're sitting shoulder to shoulder. So when we go out for date night, we usually try and either sit at a table where it's cornered, where mm-hmm. we end up shoulder to shoulder, or at the countertop because it just brings us closer to each other. We don't have two feet of table in between us. And there's just a more intimate connection. I love it. So, so labor of love this week, one of the techniques that I wanted to share with you about date night is this. Sit down with your partner and write out the ABCs, the full alphabet, starting with A all the way to Z. And what I want you to do is I want you to put an activity that starts with that letter all the way through. You're going to get 26 dates and it can be anything you want and take turns doing it one does a one does b go back and forth and then you're going to throw them in a jar and you're going the spontaneous is each week you pull something from that and it could be the z could be going to the zoo together on on the sunday but make them activities that you really want to do and it doesn't have to be something that the other person wants to do because sometimes we do things for each other So the A to Z date, put it all down, put it in a jar, and then know that each week you're going to be doing one of the things that each of you wanted to share with the other person. I love that. There you go. So your labor of love for the week, start it now. (laughs) Really great. I love that idea. So when it comes to couples and being married 20, 30 years, date night can often include friends and children and grandchildren. So it's really about also knowing you have to carve it out just for the two of you, even though you're empty nesters, because people don't realize that just being an empty nester doesn't mean you're doing date night, right? Yeah. And I think that's what something a lot of people, when they get, you know, more senior, I'm one of them, and you don't have children at home, even though I still have one at home, you do forget that just being at home with that person is not date night, unless you're making it date night. Yeah. So how, how should somebody, in your opinion, rise above that? Yeah, I think the first thing is making it digital free. So mm-hmm. you could even... I would recommend buying like a really nice box and very ceremoniously taking your, taking this thing and, and locking it in the box for the night mm-hmm. because it's just too tempting. And if you have a computer that you're, that's tempting you put that away too, or an iPad, whatever you have to put away. But I would put, I would put away all the technology and I would, I would agree that if it's date night, then it's not movie night, movie nights, movie night, but date night, there has to be some sort of connection happening. Mm-hmm. And then I would start looking at, well, what are some of the things that we would do when we were out that you can now adapt and do in? Like one of the things we love to do is go to, there's certain places in town that have these really awesome charcuterie char- cheese boards. But what's stopping us from doing that ourselves? We could easily learn how to create something with some really gourmet crackers and some really cool meats and there's also these DIY wine tasting kits where they'll send you like a whole bunch of sort of mini bottles of wine with tasting notes and 
Um, there's the, the date night in a box that you talked about. So there's really things that you can do to enhance what you're doing at home. You could cook something really kind of outside of the box together. You could pick a theme and we're going to do everything Italian tonight. Our food is going to be Italian and our music and we're going to speak Italian to each other. So you can really just create a container back at home that says, I'm going to make this really special. And I think swapping off who's in charge of the plan mm. helps too. So it's not always, always me or it's always you or we say we're doing it together, but it sort of ends up being me because I'm more of the planner. I think it's a good idea to trade off Who's well, it sounds to me like you've got to learn to delegate a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he, he would happily, it, it's more just a professional thing. I definitely, he plans all of our vacations and, and things like that. But, um, and we, we don't do a lot of date nights at home because we like to be out and about. But I think that there's something really sweet about being able to stay at home and be all snuggly on your own couch and get really connected that way as well. Well, the thing the thing is about getting snuggly inside your house, and and is that sometimes there is a lot of outside noise and things that are happening, and then it's really simple to get distracted. So I love the idea of putting it in a box. As a matter of fact, when I have dinner in my home, my children, since they were young, were not allowed to bring their selves to the table like they had to stay outside of the room and I think that's a really good model and the same thing you know think about it when when well, when I was young and my parents went out they didn't have cell phones mm-hmm. even when my older kids were young we didn't have cell phones so when we went out for dinner the babysitter had the phone number to the restaurant where we were and it's funny how we've gotten away from that we're yeah. so connected every second and we shouldn't be because mm-hmm. then the focus isn't on the other person that we're with that intimacy is breached so fast. You know, we could be having the, the best moment and all of a sudden I do this and it, it's all erased. Everything that we just built, everything we just created is just gone in an instant. And I think for couples who've gotten into a bad habit of just, you know, looking, 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 I don't think they realize the damage that that does to that. And it does a lot of damage to the relationship. Coming up, we're going to keep talking about this and maybe share a little X-File news. And I'm also going to be whispering sweet nothings into your ear with a little bit of inspirational words for the week, something that I hope will resonate with you. So please stay tuned because we are going to share a lot more with you. And you don't want to miss it because we're going to keep talking about your love life right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. 
Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a parameter for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. I'm Cheryl and the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. I'm sitting here talking with Christine Mineri, and she's been giving us a little bit of words of wisdom about date night and your date night, whether it's with your long-term partner or it's the person you just started dating or you date yourself from time to time because that's important too. And, and you were just sharing with me during the break, Christine, that your husband's on his way home for your date night. So yeah. we're going to wrap up shortly <laughs> and uh, let you get onto your date night. And I hear it's with Rosé and Thai food. Yes. Mm. And the kids yeah. are off. It was yeah, all yeah. planned. We're watching the clock closely. But yes, there we have the house to ourselves. It doesn't happen very often. So I'm going to um, ask you, and we always share a little bit about, you know, our past because from each other we learn. I mean, I know that you were talking about blogging and, and when I started my journey, it was just as a blogger about relating and dating and, and getting back out there as a mature woman back on the dating scene. And uh, I had a lot of interesting, funny stories that actually helped me grow and understand the dating world a little bit more and what pushed me to want to become a relationship coach. So stories from your past, do you have an X-File you'd like to share with us? Yeah, for sure. So I was, I dated a guy for gosh, too many years. (laughs) (laughs) We were celebrating Valentine's day one year. And I think he was just in general, not really tuned in. And uh, so I was sure he was going to make a mess of it. Mm -hmm. And I had had sort of passively, aggressively reminded him that Valentine's Day was coming. But then on the day of, I was on, you know, alert, high alert. What's he going to do? Probably nothing. And I remember just sitting on the couch, probably about four o'clock in the afternoon and just in, just in a snit, just in a huff. And he walks in the room and he just tosses this bag at me that had like some chocolates and stuff. And, and he, he was just as mad as I was because he actually had remembered Valentine's <sighs> Day. He, he was planning on doing something for Valentine's Day, but I had created this like expectation of like he had to and that he probably was going to mess it up that it didn't occur to him as like something he really wanted to do. It was like, mm-hmm. do it, or else he was going to be in big trouble. And so in, in hindsight, I realized at that point in my life, I didn't know the difference between expectations and agreements. So my husband and I, we have agreements around how we celebrate things. So a couple of days before, a week before he'll say it's our anniversary, are we exchanging gifts this year? Like what's, we don't, we're not in our head thinking, I wonder if, or he better not, or she's got, 
we actually have an agreement. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend this much. We're going to get together on this night. But expectations never go well. They live in our brain. We assume that people are going to do something. And then they usually fall short because they can't read our minds. So that was a big learning for me. I, I don't think I learned it right away at the time, but certainly as years have marched on, I've gotten a lot better at creating agreements instead of just having unsaid expectations of my partners. That's usually one of the first things that I address when I'm working with a new client is their expectations and actually taking expectations and putting it on a shelf somewhere because expectations are something that you're putting on someone else. And it's in this case, even you were talking that you were doing it with this passive aggressive behavior that for sure is just going to get that door slammed in your face. So expectations in what we want aren't going to manifest into anything. You know, having conversation, you know, even exploring how the two of you are going to celebrate certain things. I know that, for instance, in in my present relationship, we experienced how we celebrate things very, very differently. And he wasn't the person that necessarily celebrated Christmas and, and Valentine's Day. It wasn't important. It was important to be that all the time. Whereas I, I like to be all the time too, but I also like to earmark occasions with something special. And it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be something that says, I thought of you. Mm-hmm. You know, this, I, I saw this and it triggered me to want to get it for you. Whether it's one flower or a dozen roses, for instance, it doesn't matter. It's the thought mm-hmm. that something made you think of that person. So communicating well, I would like to share something, even if it's just a token or something we make at home, having that conversation. And then there's no expectation and then there's no disappointment yes. because it's a shared communication. And that's the dance of love. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to learn to tangle with each other. Yes, yes. Not, not literally. We've, we're still working on that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that, that's also a great date night. And for those of you who, let's say, love the idea of dancing, you know, dance lessons can be expensive. And for some people, they are out of budget. But we do have the internet. And if you're going to incorporate the internet into your date night, that's the way to do it. Like download some kind of dance lesson and learn because the fact is when you take two bodies and you put them together, wow, it's magic. So Chris, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your words of wisdom and your, your own stories and your own experiences with us. How can people find you? I think the best place to start is go to datenightguide.com. You'll find all of our other sort of offerings from that point. But if you're looking for fun ways to spend quality time together, datenightguide.com is is a good place to start. So there you have it. And by the way, if anybody um, wants to reach out to me on Facebook, you can do so. And every week on Facebook, I share the questions of the week and the topics of the week. And this week, we did have some people who wrote in, Kristen, and you might find this interesting. I asked, you know, what is your favorite date night? And... Uh, one person wrote in and said, mine is sitting at home listening to music, eating cheese, which you mentioned, crackers and fruit with a glass of wine. Oh, and we actually have a conversation too. Somebody else wrote bowling. Mm. And uh, again, bowling, I love that because, you know, you can also touch and help each other yeah. with the bowling balls. So thought I'd share some of it. If you want, share your stories with me also. Kristen, thank you so much. Thank and uh, it was great having you. Thank you. 
All right. Now, everybody, it is time for you and I to connect. This is the time of every show where we get real intimate with each other. And I sit down and I want to share with you some words of inspiration, something I think might resonate with you and sit with you from week to week. And they're words that I create to really bring you into this evening and hope that it settles you down and just makes you stop because every day we should take a moment and stop so that we can hear ourselves think. And and I'm wearing my glasses because as I always tell you, I can't see and I like to read what I've written for you, these words, because they're very direct and they're very passionate with each word and chosen just to want to provoke you to think and to tune in. So if you're sitting with a loved one, why don't you give yourself a little space? I invite you to shut your eyes if you want and just listen to the words and hopefully they're going to ring to you. And this one is about my butterfly. Imagine yourself in a cocoon, warm, inviting, safety in the silk layers wrapped around you. You can see the light which beckons you to become the butterfly within. The light calls for you to break through the fibers of your transformation. The metamorphosis is complete. You have become the butterfly that's what's within you. You are ready to fly. Your wings expand, shredding the protective shell. Feel the warmth of the sun and the tingle of the breeze kissing your wings. Embrace the elements of your possibilities. Let yourself release to the wind, which is calling you. Fly, my beautiful butterfly. Fly. Let yourself release to the wind which is calling you. Fly. Celebrate the beauty of your grace and uniqueness. No two butterflies are exactly the same. The sun caressing your wings intensifies the depth of your magnificence. What colors do you see? Red, the color of grounding. Yellow, the color of sensuality and creation. Or do you see shades of blue appear that remind you of the authentic and true you? Admire the glory of your colorful wings. You are free to choose where you want to go. You just have to fly over rainbows or through dew-covered forests, across bodies of water where you see your beautiful reflection. Do you want to rest on the moss-covered log in the woods or pause on the tiny nose of a playful child? Explore new horizons, making the choice to experience life as you imagine, with purpose, honoring all your powerful potential. Don't let anybody clip your wings. Nobody needs to try and contain you, beautiful butterfly. You are loyal, trusted, never controlled. Butterflies are free. You are free. Be free. Be you. And let that resonate with you over the next week. And I look forward to sharing more words of wisdom, more thoughts that provoke love and change and growth and each week i'm going to share with you different perspectives things that hopefully will make you want to challenge yourself grow experience love and between now and next week practice that labor of love that i shared with you today it's something to help you achieve your relationship goals and spice things up Remember, you can reach out to me anytime, 844-744-SOLO, and keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week. I'm Cheryl on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. 
Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. We'll be right back.